Just because your last relationship or a current relationship may seem like it's failing, that doesn't make you a failure. We got to start separating our experience from our identity when it comes to our love relationships. If you are ready to have a happy love life with or without a partner, you are in the right place. Hey, sweet baby, welcome to Love Life Skills for Leaders. Formerly Ask for Candy, I'm Candace Harper, relationship coach and hypnotherapist, and I help perfectionistic people transition in or out of relationships by teaching the skills to heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate. So this is a mature conversation for powerful people who wanna have their best possible love life, whether single or coupled. Stick with me and learn why loneliness isn't contingent on whether you have a partner and how loneliness can be cured from the inside out. Also, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are watching or listening. Are you ready? Let's do this. So I have a fail-proof method for helping perfectionistic people begin or end romantic relationships in the healthiest, most beneficial way possible. Beginning a healthy romantic relationship has its challenges for sure, right? I mean, first we gotta locate somebody who we can not only tolerate, but we actually can develop an affinity for. And then we gotta spend time getting to know them and understand them, which is always daunting because we can't help but see them through our perspective. Our perspective, a set of beliefs and opinions surmised from what we have witnessed through a cloudy lens of past conditioning, traumas, whatever was modeled for us by the people who raised us, and depending on our age, whatever we've already experienced when it comes to love. So you get to a certain age and you got a lot of experience under your belt that's informing how you see other people. And we tend to generalize other people by the few people that we've met before, even though there's billions of us on this earth. In short, our views about romantic love are often filtered through lenses that are so multi-layered that they not only impair our outer vision, but they skew our insight as well. So our ability to process when it comes to love, our ability to, to um, discern when it comes to love, it's skewed by our perspective from the past. So if and only if, Another person is able to survive the gauntlet of our fears, our mistrust, our judgments, and our needs for approval. They still got to pass the tolerance test, right? In other words, do we find them high enough on the scale of tolerable to desirable to continue spending time with them? And dare I say, actually bring them into our world, our intimate world, maybe meeting our children, our family, actually being with us. And once they are actually in our world, do they have what it takes to stay? Sometimes it can take weeks, months, and most often years to be able to answer the question of viability in a relationship. And when the conclusion is no, we then have the responsibility of orchestrating a breakup. Interestingly enough, it is often the same perspective through which we gazed as we invited them in that we are now using to uninvite and push them out. For example, we may find that the sexy way that he inspires us to be nurturing and caring in the beginning becomes the irritating way that he parentalizes us at the end. 
the gorgeous, brilliant smiles and kindness that she bestowed upon us at the outset are the same manipulative masks to her dishonesty or her greed at the end. And the challenge then becomes, how do I extract myself from something that I once, once wanted so badly without feeling as though I am wasting the possibility of a good thing, hurting another human being, or just acting from dysfunctional beliefs that have never served me and likely never will? How do I get in? How do I get out? With romantic love, both beginnings and endings have the power to leave us in a state that is uncomfortable at best. Uncomfortable in the beginning when we find that the novelty of receiving a new person has a shelf life and uncomfortable at the end because rejection houses every bit of the emotions that we have been taught to avoid. The pain, the sadness, the anger, and a lack of belonging, it rarely matters if we are the rejector or the rejectee. We still feel all of those emotions. If coupling and breaking up are a part of life that we choose to accept rather than reject, what is possible for the level of mastery that we could reach? I mean, what if the same methodology that could bring us healthfully into a relationship is the same methodology that would bring us out of an unhealthy relationship? What if all of it just existed simply to grow us into our very own idyllic er version of erotic love or better yet, our supreme inner knowing, our true purpose in life, who we really are? What if there's a methodology that could bring us into a healthy relationship the one that could bring us into that healthy relationship was also the same one that could keep us in that healthy relationship without having to end it. What if it all came down to the ability to master love regardless of your relationship status? Perhaps we would stop marginalizing single people or invalidating those who stay in a struggling relationship hoping for the best. Perhaps instead we would understand that neither is the holy grail singlehood or couplehood, that that feeling of fulfillment and happiness can happen in either state, that it's not about ending up one way or the other, that the cursed concept of dying alone or the myth of being united in eternity are just both useless, unworkable beliefs, and that it's about the mastery of love and therefore life itself. I'll share this. The thing which does not require agreement, approval, or acquiescence is the very thing that would fuel our ability to move into or out of a relationship towards our highest level of alignment, towards our greatest experience of ourselves and connection with one another. And no, it's not just simply self-love, as most of the gurus will tell you. It is our ability to do three things to heal our past, and yes, love ourselves unconditionally, and to start our love lives over from a clean slate, the ability to do that every day, every hour if necessary. Because when we don't, we suffer from physical and emotional ailments like depression and anxiety, diseases that cause dysfunction in our re reproductive system, miscarriages and problems with fertility, imbalanced hormones and overproduction of cortisol, which that, you know, that fat around the middle, that big fat belly, it definitely correlates with a stress laden love life, a stress laden, uh, sense of, of intimacy and, and relationships. 
even when our experience is, is just being lonely, if it's, it doesn't necessarily have to do with anybody else. You could be stressful just because you feel lonely when you're alone. And loneliness, the most detrimental of all, more dangerous and disease causing than smoking. So let me lay down the cure for it. Let me talk about how to heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate. So healing the past, there are a few aspects to healing the past, and here are three main ones. Learn what forgiveness actually is and how to do it. No, it's not about turning the other cheek or pretending that you weren't wronged or acting like Jesus. It's about taking back your power and reframing your old experiences in a way that will continue to grow you. And no, you don't have to take responsibility for what anybody did to you in the past. It's the willingness to release the expectation that it had been any different. Because whatever happened in the past happened in the past and it's over now. That willingness to release that, release it from your system, from your body, to let it go in the sense that you feel your feelings about it, you process your feelings about it, and you know that it makes no sense to be in an argument with its, its rightness or its wrongness. It's acceptance. It's being willing to take responsibility for who I can be now. Number two, taking inventory. So you've likely heard that the one constant in all of our relationships is us, right? So when we've had a string of addicted narcissists or a bevy of beautiful but undiagnosed, emotionally unstable domestic partners, the constant in the equation is not only what we attract, but what we contribute to each of our encounters. Right? So being able to take that inventory and become aware of, of what our patterns have been, how we've been sabotaging ourselves is very, very powerful. And then questioning those long held beliefs that are working against us. Every trauma we've experienced has taught us a technique for surviving it. It's also taught us to continue surviving it and therefore perpetuate it. So that means our little inner five-year-old could still be making decisions when we're 35 because our inner five-year-old had to had to make up its mind about something in order to survive it had to had to start protecting itself in order to survive whatever it was experiencing then think about what has shown was shown to you as a child and you know when it comes to love and partnership what did you decide about love and partnership as a child what did you see what did you experience and how is that reflected in your adult experience of love now and then loving ourselves unconditionally. The most perfectionistic among us is the least self-accepted. It may seem crazy and counterintuitive, but consider someone that you know who outwardly has everything and inwardly hangs by a thread. They may have a hair-triggered temper or struggle with anxiety, depression, addiction. Perhaps they deal with painful or debilitating physical ailments. There's a quote that says, the feeling that has no expression in tears will cause other organs to weep. And it does. It shows up as physical ailments and problems in the body. And often the ability to look good on the outside while dying emotionally and physically on the inside, that is the most violent form of self-hatred. It doesn't matter if you spend every other weekend at the spa, or if you're constantly having things plucked, shaved, squeezed, or rubbed, it doesn't matter if you're spending hours in silent meditation or can contort your body into a braid in yoga. Don't get me wrong, self-care is a wonderful thing. 
But until we understand what it means to truly be self-accepted and to walk in that energy, we aren't practicing unconditional self-acceptance and self-love. So what does unconditional self-love consist of? The knowledge that we are enough for all that we want to do and deserving of the opportunities that manifest in order to help us do it. The ability to truly listen to ourselves and take heed, whether around food, careers, relationships, social situations, uh, substances. When we love and accept ourselves, we listen to ourselves, meaning that we, we listen to our bodies knowing about when enough is enough. We listen to our intuition, what our gut says about when to say yes and when to say no. We listen to when we need to stand up for ourselves. We trust ourselves. We trust what our inner knowing tells us. The ability to actually reach our aspirations and spend time celebrating them without the immediate need to set the bar even higher. So we, may, we have one accomplishment and you know, we brush that off because we haven't reached the next accomplishment. And then we get to the, there and we brush that off because we need to reach the next accomplishment. So the ability to actually reach our aspirations and spend time with them, sit in them, take them on, be, have, have a sense of pride about them. Not pride in that we're arrogant with others or we're comparing ourselves to others, but a sense of, um, of peace and fulfillment that we were able to accomplish what we said we were going to accomplish, a sense of honoring ourselves around that and honoring those who supported us, being able to be with the celebration of it rather than thinking, nope, I need more, nope, I need more, I gotta, I gotta be better in order to, to give ourselves a false sense of enoughness because from that space, you never get to feel it. So being so fully self-expressed that we can overflow into others without feeling depleted, that is unconditional self-love, filling yourself up, knowing that you got to fill yourself up in order to overflow into others. And then knowing who we are unequivocally, regardless of whether anyone else approves of it, knowing who you are, being fully self-expressed in who you are, being able to be a stand for who you are, regardless of how anyone else sees it or says you should be, because they're minding your business anyway. But then the last one is starting our love lives over from a clean slate. Are you brave enough to set down the emotional baggage you've been carrying into one relationship after the next? Are you willing to let go of the long-held beliefs that have been dictating your self-flagellation, your self-sabotage, your struggle to be worthy? Do you believe in a vision for your life that is complete with everything that you desire for yourself romantically? Being able to begin from a fresh canvas without the old traumas and the old stories, without the demands we, we make on ourselves and others, and with a fresh new paintbrush is something that can't be unlearned once we take it on. It's like riding a bike. Once you learn how to do it, you're ready to start fresh every single day, every single hour if you have to. You know that there's going to be ups and downs in your love life. You know that there's going to be ups and downs in your interaction, but you're willing to, to release grudges. You're willing to release stories and things that you made up or taking things personally. You're willing to release all of that stuff and start all over again from a fresh, clean slate in order to maintain relationships that work and also to release relationships that don't work. So the magical thing about relationships is that they are artful. Side note, don't be afraid if you don't identify yourself as creative when I say that. We all are actually creative. 
You probably are in ways that you don't even realize. You, you probably know how to solve problems or organize things or innovate. You are a creator just because you're a human being. Your vessel for creating, who knows, doesn't matter. You know how to, to, to create. You know how to bring things into fruition. And relationships are artful because they require that we be creative, visionary, and possibly even dreamy. Many of us view relationships as a hardship because we believe that we just can't get it right. When in fact, our romantic lives are an opportunity to keep innovating because we never get it right. We just, we just get to grow and experience being loved and loving and loving other human beings with all of our flaws and strengths, with all of their flaws and strengths. That's what we're here to experience. So you may be saying, this all sounds great, Candace, but where would I even begin developing the skills to do all of these things? I go to therapy, I take vacations, isn't that enough? Also, no matter what I do, that, that won't change the lackluster quality of potential partners out there. I don't even believe it's possible to feel so good about my love life that my body and my mind is healthy. Who does that? I know that's what you're thinking. And I can tell you that after surviving a devastating heartbreak in my young adulthood, a string of failed relationships, miscarriages, domestic violence, and the physical ailments, weight gain, and depression that went along with all of it, that it is possible to cure the deepest, most traumatic feelings and regain complete emotional freedom. It is possible to move into or out of a relationship by choice without devastating consequences like expensive divorce or custody battles or, or destroying each other's things, having to hurt each other publicly on social media, fighting, uh, tearing each other apart. Those things don't have to exist in the, in the transitioning of relationships. It is possible to move into a relationship that is healthful and, and is loving and to be able to sustain it. It is possible to understand that a failed relationship does not make you a failure and to be confident enough to love again and create an amazing new experience. This is why I created Love Life Skills for Leaders, my premium coaching and hypnotherapy program. It teaches perfectionistic people the skills to heal the past, love themselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate. So professional woman, I know you've been to therapy. Money is not an issue. Self-care is non-negotiable. Friendships are rock solid and keep you emotionally afloat. However, a passionate, toxicity-free, romantic partnership or even a single life of full, loving, romantic freedom is out of reach to you. Is this you? And if so, why is this you? Have you had another failed relationship? Has another year gone by and left you feeling alone even when you were with someone? Are you feeling like a master of most everything but your own love life? Are you with someone right now and you feel alone? The fact is you just don't wanna be lonely anymore and for good reason. And maybe you've bought into to a, the lie that your partner, your current partner now, or if you're single, getting into a partnership will be the thing to fix that feeling of aloneness, that feeling of loneliness. 
So during this 12 week coaching intensive, I will teach you a lifetime of skills so you can feel as valuable in your intimate life with or without a partner as you feel in your career. And after that, after you learn that, your relationship status is a matter of your choice. And you get to understand that and know that to your core. Not only that, once your loneliness is cured, many of the physical and emotional ailments that come along with it will dissipate as well. What, you weren't aware of how your emotional energy affects your body? Well, it does. In fact, where do you think all that pained and stuffed emotion goes? It goes straight to your belly, your joints, your reproductive system, your mental health, your ability to age healthfully. Whatever your current relationship status, if it's not supporting you in having your most optimal level of health, why are you doing it? Want to find out if you are right for Love Life Skills for Leaders? If you're on YouTube, find the link to qualify for a complimentary consultation below in the description. Or if you're listening in your car later on, you can email me, Candace at CandaceHarperLoveCoach.com and let me know if you're interested in a consultation. You can also go to bit.ly forward slash Love Life Skills for Leaders, learn even more information and sign up for a consultation. And I'll tell you that right now, I only have six spots available. And not only that, as of June 23rd, the price will double. My prices are going up. My current clients are the last to get this price, except for for these six spots that are available right now. Is one of these six spots your spot? If it is, you better find out. You better find out right away because you want to make sure that you get, get it at this low, low price. This is the lowest price it's ever going to be again. And so you definitely want to take advantage before June 23rd, 2022. And that's it for now, my sweetheart, my sweet love. I just want to help you heal the past, love yourself unconditionally, start your love life over from a clean slate. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Candy Love Coach. I'm also Candice Harper Love Coach on YouTube. Tune in next week for another episode. This is the new podcast, Love Life Skills for Leaders. And um, we're going to be doing all kinds of fun things, including a new segment that I'm adding starting next week called Love Lyrics and Lies. And that's it. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. <laughs>